0: Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors.
1: If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you.
0: Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass.
1: On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, And you can even connect with other aspiring US diplomats.
0: The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the How Did We Not Know That podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jack. I'm Nat. And this is going to be our first episode. We're super excited to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nat, take it away. Tell us what you're talking about today.
1: Right. So, today's episode, I'm going to be covering the McKinley assassination. Go ahead. Tell me about him. So, before we get into the whole assassination. Wait, wait, wait. He was killed? Spoiler, um, unfortunately President McKinley dies at the end. Yeah, if for those of you who didn't know, uh President William McKinley was assassinated. So, McKinley was our 25th president. Uh he assumed office in 1897 and uh, so at the time of his assassination, he was in his second term of office and he was pretty well liked by the public. He was a member of the Republican Party and so he had like raised protective tariffs to promote American industry. He like was he was a president who led us into the Spanish-American War, and he was actually one of like the most popular chief executives like at the time. And then additionally, like he really liked meeting with the American people. Like he took every opportunity he could to meet uh, American citizens, and yeah. So he overall he was a pretty good dude. Like he had a good rep. So we're gonna. Fa- Flash forward to the Pan-American Exposition. Wait,
0: question on the Spanish-American War.
1: Yeah,
0: I also it. like know. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. How did we not know that?
1: Yeah, I was reading about that. I was like, okay, I feel like I definitely heard about. it. Yeah. That, spoiler alert for that. We also win the Spanish-American War. So.
0: I assumed. I assume we won because that's why we haven't heard
1: about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we have this Pan-American Expo. Um it was like a seventh month long world fair and it was held in Buffalo, New York in 1901. McKinley attends this <laughs> world fair expo for 2 days in September. So he gets there on September 5th and like he gives a speech to this crowd of 116,000 people. It's huge. And then later that night, like there's a huge fireworks display for him and it features, I quote, a burst of pyrotechnics that spelled out the words, welcome President McKinley, chief of our nation and our empire. That's a lot.
0: That's so much in like 1900s. I feel like that was expensive.
1: I was thinking too and I was like, how do they like I don't know much about like fireworks and pyrotechnics, but like that must have been like a huge ordeal.
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever see words out of fireworks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know the specifics of it. I gotta like look into that. But anyway, like you could tell like people were so stoked for him to be there. Um and then so September 6th, so the next day, President McKinley, he's having this basically like a meet and greet reception at the Temple Music Theater. So like all these people can come and like literally shake hands with the president. So because of this like it it does not sound very safe and so actually like before this event McKinley's staff members were like super worried about his safety because like there's so many people coming and like don't I don't think they really had like a screening process for the people like obviously you don't have like metal detectors or anything so they're just coming up and like shaking his hand so McKinley's personal secretary had actually tried to cancel this meet and greet twice but President McKinley insisted that he attended it because like he just loved meeting the American people face to face and like shaking hands with, with everyone. But the staff had also added extra police and soldiers on top of his normal like Secret Service detail. So to set the scene, it's a hot late summer heat day um, in Buffalo, New York. There's a huge line of people uh, waiting for this reception, standing outside the Temple Music Theater. And at the front of this line is a man named Lian Chaogash, which I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I like licked it up.
0: Yeah, what, like, country of origin is
1: that? Yeah, so he's actually a Polish immigrant. I believe it's pronounced Chowgosh. We're gonna call him Leon from now on. Okay, um, so is this the guy who kills him? Oh, you gotta wait. Sounds like a murderer. No, Leon's not, he's not a good guy. So let me tell you a little bit more about Leon. So he's 28 years old. He's really young. Um, He's also a self-proclaimed anarchist. He's described by others as shy and brooding. And so he's a Polish immigrant, and he was a former steel worker uh, later though, he was unemployed. And so Leon had actually arrived in Buffalo a few days prior to the September 6 meet and greet. And there he bought a 32 caliber Ivor Johnson revolver. And he was actually stalking President McKinley for like a few days. So actually, he had tried to shoot President McKinley twice before September 6. Um, the first time was when McKinley like it had arrived at the train station. So he had just gotten there and he was like all ready to go but it kind of fell through. And then also during that September 5th speech I mentioned with like the huge crowd of people, uh, Leon had also attended and he was like planning on shooting the president then, but he did not.
0: How did it fall? through like was he did he like fire shots or he just decided not to
1: i guess he just decided not to i don't know the specifics maybe there wasn't like a clear getaway or maybe he didn't have like the a clear shot yeah either way like it fell through but he was pretty determined so here we have leon he's waiting in line he has a gun wrapped in his handkerchief and it's hidden in his jacket pocket and then at 4 7 p.m leon approaches president mckinley McKinley goes to extend his hand for a handshake and then Leon fo- fires twice, point blank at President McKinley's stomach. Yeah, also like a disclaimer, like pretty much all my sources are like history.com. So it's a great website, just check it out. Um, <laughs> thank you, history.com. <laughs> so the New York Times um, in their report of his assassination. So here's a quote from it. They say, there was an instant of almost complete silence, like the hush that follows a clap of thunder. The president stood stock still, a look of hesitancy, almost of bewilderment on his face. Then he retreated a step while a pallor began to steal over his features. The multitude seemed only partially aware that something serious had happened, End quote. So it was, like, super dramatic. Like, there's, like, the whole room is just, like, goes completely silent. But, like, everyone is, like, kind of confused as to, like, what happened. So after, like, Leon fires the first two times, a man named James, a.k.a. Big Jim Parker... Who was a tall african-american man who had been waiting in line behind leon he comes in and punches leon and preventing him from firing a third time so yeah it was like crazy and then so after uh james punches leon then like obviously all the soldiers and the secret service and other police members like swarm in on leon and like kind of attack him and they're kind of like beating him up and like they only stop and until uh they only stop when president mckinley like orders them they're like hey like he's even though he's just been shot twice he's like oh like stopping him up and then they like remove him from the room and so uh, after mckinley is shot he is taken to the Expos hospital where unfortunately the only doctor on call is a gynecologist. So the first bullet had actually, like, ricocheted off of President McKinley's suit button. <gasps> so, like, it wasn't... That's so lucky! Then that made me think, like, what were buttons made of? Yeah! <laughs> Bulletproof? <laughs> yeah! So, yeah, the first bullet had only caused minor damage. However, the second bullet strikes his abdomen, and then it passes clean through his stomach. <gasps> wow! A pretty fatal wound, obviously. But um, the doctor was able to suture his stomach wound, stop the bleeding. However, he couldn't locate the bullet. So like the bullet is still in there and like, he's all like sewed up and everything. Wow. However, so the few days following his shooting, McKinley seems to be getting better. Um, The newspapers are reporting that he's awake and he's alert and he's reading the newspaper. And like, everyone's like, oh, like actually he's gonna be fine. Like, don't worry about it. And people were so confident that he was going to survive that McKinley's vice president at the time. Do you know who his vice president is? No. Is it Theodore Roosevelt?
0: <laughs> what? I feel really dumb, actually. Teddy is like one of my favorite presidents. He
1: had no idea that like, he. that's how he came into office. Right, he was VP. Yeah, he assumes a role. Spoiler alert. So yeah, so Vice President Roosevelt, he went on a camping trip in the Adirondacks because he was like, nah, he's gonna be fine. However, by September 13th, so McKinley was shot September 6th, right? 13th his condition had worsened significantly he had gangrene on the walls of his stomach he had a severe case of blood poisoning and he was losing consciousness and on September 14th at 2 15 a.m President McKinley passes away with his wife Ida by his side and he was 58 years old at the time of his death
0: that might be why you don't hear about it as an assassination because he survived the shot which I'm so surprised he didn't bleed out and it was the infection later that killed him.
1: And like that's why I was super confused when I was originally doing my research because like I kept getting two dates. It was like September 6th and then September 14th and I was like which one is the right date because he shot on but he doesn't actually die until the 14th. Yeah. So. Also, another reason why I don't remember this this assassination story is because, like, his successor is Theodore Roosevelt and, like, everyone talks about him. And so I feel like kind of McKinley kind of got overshadowed. Yeah. How did I not know?
0: Is Teddy on the. Who's on Mount Rushmore? It's like Uh, George Washington. (laughs) So many things we don't know. Let me look it up.
1: Yeah, who is on Mount Rushmore? It's Abraham. Yeah, I
0: think Teddy's on it.
1: Is he really? Do you have a list? You didn't make it to Mount Rushmore. You're nobody. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) No one's going to remember you. Yeah, it's George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abraham. Was Thomas Jefferson president? Yes, he was. Because in Hamilton, it's like Aaron Burr's versus Thomas Jefferson. And then Hamilton goes, Jefferson has my vote. And then that's why Aaron Burr shoots. Alexander Hamilton, because, like, in a rage. Hamilton helped a lot with understanding the founding fathers. Yeah,
1: I need to just listen to the soundtrack and just memorize all the lines. And Yeah, that would help. That's my homework for tonight, is just memorize the whole (laughs) (laughs) Leon's sentencing. Okay. Leon, his trial begins September 23rd, and during the trial, Leon says that his motive in uh shooting the president was to contribute to the anarchist cause and so i have two quotes from leon so the first one is i don't believe in the republican reform of government and i don't believe we should have any rulers it is right to kill them end quote and then i got a second quote from him it says it was in my heart there was no escape for me all those people seemed bowing to the great ruler i made up my mind to kill that ruler end quote so yeah he was not happy um <laughs> And so he actually acted alone in this assassination. And there's also quite a lot of evidence saying that he was more mentally ill rather than politically motivated. So that's another issue. And then three days after his trial begins, uh, Leon is found guilty and sentenced to death. And so on October 29th, 1901, Leon is executed by electric chair at New York's Auburn prison. And right before his death, Leon is quoted to say, I killed the president for the good of the laboring people, the good people. I am not sorry for my crime, end quote. So, Wait, what was obvi- the date on that? What day? Or what October? Year? 1901. So it's the same year. Oh, wow. Okay. So obviously, McKinley, President McKinley's assassination shook the whole entire country. And so Leon was part of the anarchist movement. Even though he acted alone, the assassination led to multiple arrests of other political radicals. One of these is... A woman by the name of Emma Goldman, who was an anarchist whose speeches Leon had cited frequently. And so a lot of people are arrested in the name of like preventing like the future growth of the anarchist movement. And this detail I really didn't know a lot about, but McKinley's assassination had a huge impact on the Secret Service. So before President McKinley's assassination, so the Secret Service was actually, so it was created in 1865 as a branch of the Treasury Department, and it was uh, created in order to investigate counterfeit currency. And it wasn't until 1894 when President Grover Cleveland started having the agents like work as a security detail on a part-time basis. However, President McKinley was the third president to be assassinated over a 36-year period. So, this is including Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, and then James Garfield. I also did not know. James Garfield was shot? What? He was also shot and assassinated. Um, maybe that's another future episode. I'll, let's just. Yeah,
0: I, I honestly know nothing about James Garfield.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. So, yeah, so he was unfortunately assassinated as well. And then, so there are four presidents in total who have been assassinated. So Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, and then John F. Kennedy. Wow. I, in my head, I was, I, you know, you always know like Lincoln, JFK, but. Because Lincoln was
0: the first one.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure why the other two guys.
0: Who's your favorite president?
1: I feel like I always say Lincoln.
0: I asked my dad this and he was like, who else? The greatest president who ever lived, Abraham Lincoln. And honestly, the more we study about history, Abraham Lincoln did a lot.
1: Yeah. You know, like in school, like we always learned about Lincoln. I was like, oh my gosh, why are we like focusing on him so much but then you like you compared to other presidents like he changed the country like so much
0: yeah and he led through the civil war which i didn't understand this till i started to look at coronavirus deaths we lost i think the most americans in the civil war we had to go through so much to lead the country through that i can't even imagine
1: i love lincoln me too i'm
0: a big fan uh, how
1: we should remember president mckinley we should okay we should definitely remember mckinley um because He also, like his assassination, obviously had this huge impact on creating like the modern, what we know as like the modern Secret Service. So, let me talk a little bit more about that. So, at the time, the US was just starting to emerge as an imperial power, and national leaders all around the world were starting to become more concerned about threats from not only inside their own country, but outside as well. Because even though Leon was an American citizen, like he was. He had a foreign sounding name and he had immigrated from Poland. So, like, people started to become really worried about threats from outside of the US. And then, also, anarchy at this time was a huge threat, or at least was perceived to be as a huge threat. Theodore Roosevelt was actually quoted to say, when compared with the suppression of anarchy, every other question sinks into insignificance, unquote. So, like, at the time, like, everyone was really freaking out about anarchists and like overthrowing the country. So, After President McKinley's assassination, Congress assigned full protection of acting presidents and the Secret Service became the president's permanent and dedicated security detail. So that's why we have the Secret Service today and that's why it looks like that. So anarchy, is that just the belief that there shouldn't be? They just want no government. They want it to be like-
0: You just do whatever you want. So no laws.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally like no laws, no currency, no government, just- Okay. And so after President McKinley's death, Vice President Theodore Roosevelt assumes the role of uh, president. Yeah, that was really good. Thank you for sharing that.
0: This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That. If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know we thought so too. Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and see you guys next week.